Good morning, church. Good to see y'all this morning. Great to see the Christmas sweaters. Um, Keith told me to go ahead and get you prepared that we would probably try to make this a, a traditional thing. So I feel like John the Baptist, prepare ye the way for the sweater Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas. But no, it's been really cool to see everybody's sweaters today. And uh, good to see you. What a, what a joy it is to, to be able to worship uh, with each other and we're just glad you're here. For any guests that are with us today, we, we apologize. Melvin Lutz is not normally the only civilized person. I see Max back there in his normal attire, uh, but it is a special Sunday. But we're glad to have our guests and visitors with us today. And if you're here for the first time, we would ask you to stop by the welcome table. We have a little gift for you and your family today. So please do that on your way out. And also want to draw your attention to the slip that's in the bulletin. This is for all of us today to begin to update our information on each individual person uh, within our church family, we would ask you to fill that out and drop it off at the welcome desk on your way out this morning. Um, I would ask you, as you begin to fill that out, that you would add one piece of information that would probably be helpful, especially to our care team, is uh, your anniversary. If you would put your anniversary on that update slip so that we can make sure and contact you and celebrate your anniversary with you would be great. But please um, fill that out today and drop that off at the welcome desk on your way out. In your bulletin, you will see um, the things that are coming up over the next next couple of Sundays, but you will see that there are no Wednesday activities this week. Those will start back January the 6th. Our regular Wednesday evening activities, including our fellowship meal, will begin again on January the 6th. Note, prepare for the children's home on the 10th. And then on the back side, you'll see uh, the other things that are going on this week. The youth will have their lock-in on Thursday evening at 8 p.m. And if you are a youth parent and you would like to help be here that night, I would invite you to do so. So if you'll just see me after worship or send me a text message or an email and let me know that you can come and hang out with us that night, that would be very much so appreciated. You'll also see the missions offering that's been given and some other announcements. But one thing I want to draw your attention um, or to, to let you know is that beginning next month, our uh, newsletter will have a different look and it will change from um, bi-weekly to monthly. So you will be getting one monthly publication that will come um, in the mail or email if you have requested it that way. And if you would like to um, let us know that you would like to only get it by email instead of by physical mail, you can write that on the back of that slip that you can turn in at the welcome desk. That would help us. But we will also have some printed calendars that will be around the church during the month. If you don't get the uh, printed copy mailed to you, you will be able to pick up a calendar here at church, so be looking for those uh, as well. Again, it's great to see you in worship this morning, and I'll let Keith share our mission moment. As we continue our emphasis on international missions, many of you know that we usually set a goal each year, and the missions committee this year has set a goal of $12,000. And uh, as of last Sunday, and more may have come in this week through mail, but we uh, have right now the totals that you see there in your bulletin of $7,548. Over the last few weeks, we've had uh, roughly over 2,400 come in for Lottie Moon and over 5,000 come in for CBF Global Missions. And we want to continue to encourage each of you to give as you are led to this offering. I want to share very briefly and then lead us in a prayer uh, as we begin our service today. But um, I have some friends of mine who are serving in Barcelona, Spain. 
currently. Uh, I went to uh, school with Michelle Norman, or Michelle, I'm kind of trying to remember her last name now, but she's married to Matt Norman, uh, who worked with uh, CBF in Atlanta, Georgia for many years, but they are currently serving as CBF field personnel in Barcelona, Spain. They have been there with their two children since the spring of 2013, and I continue to keep them in my thoughts and prayers, and uh, it's exciting to see what God is doing in them and through them there in uh, Barcelona. They partner with CBF. They also partner with individuals and with churches for financial support and, uh, and, and minister there again in Barcelona. Both are graduates of Gardner-Webb, and Matt is a graduate of Fuller Theological Seminary. But I invite you to join me this morning as we pray for them and all of our international missionaries. God, we're thankful for the men and the women that you are continuing, for the men and women who are continuing to answer the call of Christian service, both here in the local church and also around the globe. We ask this morning for your blessings on Matt and Michelle and their family there in Barcelona. We also pray for provision and for protection and for fruitful ministries for these and all the missionaries that serve around the globe. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
We are here to celebrate today the fact that he is born. And as we continue in that spirit of celebration, please turn to page 101 in your hymnal and stand as we sing, Gentle Mary Laid Her Child. invite the children to come forward. Well, have we all had an exciting week? And by the smiles on the faces were all the wishes granted, all the presents there. Santa Claus was good. That's wonderful. But does anything at your house look like this? It does, doesn't it? Yours doesn't look like that, Grady. You've already cleaned up. Well, see, I know Juju, and I'm sure that's probably true. But a lot of our houses still look like this. All the presents are opened. All the fun things that Santa Claus has left us surprises. We've played with them. We've worn them. We've danced with them. We've done everything we could think about with them. There's a verse I want to read to you. It's called... It's from Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, Emmanuel means God with us. 
So what I want you to remember, and we've been talking about Jesus coming to Bethlehem, on riding on a donkey, that there was no room for him in the inn, and that he didn't come with shiny paper and big red bows. He came in a brown paper package tied up with string. And the music he heard the night he was born was the sheep and the cattle. What I want you to remember is now that you've opened all your presents and got all your surprises, that Jesus is, hasn't gone away, that Jesus is still here, he's in our heart, and he's the greatest gift, the bestest gift in the world that you could ever get because God gave him to you. He didn't give him to you just on one day. He gave him to you for every day of the year. So just remember, the bestest gift you'll ever get is not all these bright bows and shiny papers. It's going to be the gift that's in your heart, and it's the gift of Jesus. So let us pray. Jesus, Lord, our gift that God has given us this week, please be in my children's hearts. Keep them safe. Let them know that the love that you can give them is wider than your arms. The warmth that you will feel is so strong. Lift them up, keep them safe, and let them know they're loved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. flowered mid the snows upon a winter night was born the child the Christmas rose the king of love and light the angels sang the shepherds sang the great And at his blessed birth, the stars their exaltation voiced. Venite.
Robert, we haven't had the chance to meet yet, but as far as I'm concerned, you're welcome to sing in this pulpit anytime. <laughs> Will you join me in prayer this morning once again? Father, we are thankful for the gift of music and thankful for the gift of strong voice and uh, those you have gifted in this way. Father, we're grateful for many gifts as we stand here in this place or as we worship here in this place today. Father, the gifts that we've received under the trees, the time around the table and, and fellowship, Father, with friends and family. We're so grateful. You've blessed us in ways that we simply do not deserve. And Father, we're grateful, most of all, for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who came as uh, a lowly, in a lowly birth, Father, in an in a animal stall uh, with more 
animals to witness this birth than humans. And Lord, uh, it's still an amazing, amazing story. Father, may our hearts and our lives be lived in such ways that we are in constant amazement of the gift that you have provided for us. The love and the grace of God is so good and must be told with the world. Father, help us to be faithful in our uh, telling, whether it's through our giving or through our words and through our actions. Father, bless this service as we continue to worship you today. We pray for those who are in the nursing homes and homebound, for those who may be sick at home today. Father, we ask for your touch on their lives. For those that are going through uh, great trials and difficulties in life right now, whether it's uh, finances or job-related or uh, marital or family uh, struggles, Father, we pray for your peace and for your guidance for these families. For those who have big decisions in the coming year that need to be faced, Father, we pray that you would give them the courage and that, Father, they, they would seek you and that you would lead them in all of their paths. Father, bless our time together of worship here today. And, Father, speak to us and meet us at the point of our need. Lord, you know our needs better than we know ourselves. And so, Father, uh, fill us with what we need today. Encourage us in the ways that we need that. And, Father, challenge us as we continue to sing, to pray, to look to your word and hear it as it is preached. Father, bless us this day. May you have your will and your way. And may we say when we leave this place, it's good to have been in your house. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our next hymn is hymn number 102, The Birthday of a King. Please stand as we sing together. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we come to you in prayer and thank you for this season that has just passed. Help us to remember each and every day 
not just on December the 25th. We thank you for this time we get together to spend together in worship. We thank you for all the blessings you have showered down upon us, Lord. And I ask that you give each one of us, Lord, a desire to be good stewards. Be good stewards of our time, of our talents, of our gifts, and of our money. Help us to give back to you what is yours with a cheerful heart. Bless what is given this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Abby Whitaker, and I'm a senior at North Carolina State University, majoring in agricultural science. Join me in reading Luke 2, verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, <coughs> every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 
Moved by the spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, to, brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too.
Amen. When Jesus comes to reside within our hearts and our lives, we are truly never the same again. Not only does he change us instantly, but it's a constant process as well of continuing change in our lives. And I'm grateful uh, to have seen that not only in my own life, but to heard the testimony of many of you uh, as well of how God has done that. You know, I thought we'd have a little fun today. I mean, we've, I said I'd talk about sweaters later, and so now is, now is later. Um, but, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about this as a staff, about having a sweater Sunday, and we thought, why not? You know, there's these ugly Christmas sweaters that are going around, and I didn't dare say wear your ugly Christmas sweater uh, to church, but I did say it was sweater Sunday is what we communicated. And so I'm glad to see some of you have nice sweaters, but there are some ugly sweaters out there as well. But I will let you uh, decide uh, which one's which there. Um, but uh, I've only seen a few ugly ones. Most of them are very nice. Lynn Surratt's is kind of in the middle there. So, um, um, but um, uh, as you might imagine, the sweater prompted a few responses this week. And uh, those same responses continued not only on Facebook, but also this morning at church. And one of the, the ones that I liked the most was, and that I've kind of stuck with, is the, the sweater is certainly festive, but it is disturbing. Um, it is a disturbingly festive sweater, it certainly is. But, um, you know, somebody even said something about, well, how are you going to get it dry cleaned? And I said, well, I'm not worried about that. I said, if it gets dirty, it's just going to get thrown away. Um, I, I don't think we need to do much with this. But uh, the one I liked the most, though, said, honestly, uh, or excuse me, they said, I advise you to pray for forgiveness. Uh, that was the one that I liked the most from this week. Uh, but on the bottom of the sweater, there's a word that you can't see because it's, it's, it's illegible, but uh, it's the word amazed. And the, the title of the sermon this morning is, Are You Still Amazed? And I wanted to put a scripture, uh, scripture passage with it, but I had already used all the uh, resources that I had been given in my ugly sweater Christmas kit, and so I couldn't put the, uh, the, re- you know, the, the, the uh, reference to the scripture this morning. But I want to ask you a question. Are we still amazed. I've been amazed as I've been in this worship this morning with the beautiful soloists we've had and the choir. Thank you so much, choir, and the music. Uh, You know, I'm certainly amazed, but I hope you've had the opportunity this Christmas to see amazement in the eyes of a child. Uh, We still see that, and things are changing now as Aiden's getting older now that he's nine, uh, but he's still, that, that sense of amazement is still there, and I hope you, whether it's your own children or your grandchildren, you've had the opportunity to see that this Christmas. To better understand the passage uh, that I appreciate Abby reading this morning, there's a few things that we need to remind ourselves of, of some history that surrounds this passage of of Jesus being dedicated in the temple by Simeon. First of which, Jesus was a Jew, and he was born to devout Jews uh, with Mary uh, and Joseph. This passage also reminds us that they were poor, and so they offered the sacrifice that a poor Jewish family would offer. And verse 24 of Luke 2 reminds us that they offered a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, as referred to in Old Testament in Leviticus 12. The introduction of Simeon comes here along in Luke 2, which indicates to us that he has, also has pious characteristics. He was guided by the Spirit, the Scripture tells us, and he was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. His words of praise remind us that Jesus and the salvation he offers is for all people. The glory of Israel in the light of the revelation to the Gentiles. What a blessing for Simeon. How long had he waited for this very moment as the Holy Spirit had communicated to him that he would hold or see the Christ child before his death. And this prophecy, this fulfilling, this communication is now being fulfilled Verse 33 lies our focal passage for today, and it says, His father 
and mother, Mary and Joseph, were amazed, or marveled, or in the Greek, wonder, great wonder, at the things which were being said about him. They heard these things communicated from the angel. They had heard, and they, they began to maybe, uh, they knew prophecies, but they began to read back through the prophecies. And so they had an idea. They had, uh, they had a knowledge of who this child was. But yet when Simeon held the Christ child and said the things he did, his mother and father were amazed at what was being said. In Webster's Dictionary, amazing uh, is defined as to fill with great surprise or sudden wonder, astonished. Again, as I referenced, the Greek is I wonder or admire, marvel. When was the last time you were truly amazed? The Christmas Eve service was an amazing service. Um, at that service, I was also amazed by Donnie Hastings' shorts, which I think he has on this morning as well. Um, recently, over Christmas, I was amazed at a bookstore when an older lady was in line, and you could tell she was going through the gifts and trying to add up the cost of her gifts. And at that very moment, she said, well, I, you know, and she put a gift down, laid it to the, just to the side there, and went ahead and paid for her things. And uh, she was getting things together when what she didn't know was that someone behind her grabbed what she put aside, paid for it, and then handed it to her and said, Merry Christmas. All of us that witnessed that were touched. And it was an amazing act of kindness uh, that we were all struck by there in the store. I've heard a few of you reference over the holidays, it was just a couple, that you went to the Biltmore House. And if you visited the Biltmore House, especially at Christmas, you have been left in amazement. Uh, what is it here? Let's see. Uh, uh, 34 bedrooms, 43 bathrooms, beautiful gardens, the trees, the paintings, everything is just is absolutely wonderful. If you've been to Asheville, you may have been to the Grove Park Inn, uh, the gingerbread houses. Growing up in Hendersonville, I would go over uh, some years to that, um, and absolutely amazing to go through there and to see these gingerbread houses at some national gingerbread competition, from what I understand. And more amazing, more amazing than any structure that we've talked about, the Biltmore House and the Grove Park Inn and other things, but more amazing than any of these things is to see God moving in the hearts and the lives of his people. To see the miraculous taking place, to see miracles of healing taking place. It's amazing to see how fast children grow up. I could go on and on. I, I can't help but be mindful of Tom Brokaw's book, The Greatest Generation. And when I read that, when I read, read, when I read that book, uh, the sacrifice of men and women, uh, not having been through that and, and not having experienced that in a personal way, and many of you uh, have or you hear of your parents who have, but to hear of the sacrifice of men and women who did what they did during that time, uh, of course, is known as the greatest generation. Uh, I am left in amazement. And amazed all, all, or always and continuously by the love and the grace of God through his son, Jesus Christ. The older I get, the more amazed I am by the God story. If you and I were to come up with something about how maybe we think God could have played this out, it would have looked nothing like what we see in our scripture. The almighty, sovereign God, creator of everything, that would send his precious and only son to wear human flesh and be born to a teenage mother is almost inconceivable. That this God-man would give a perfect life, would live a perfect life, and later suffer the cruelest form of death known to man, and that he did all of this for you and me is simply amazing. Even though Mary and Joseph knew the reason for Jesus' birth, the scriptures say that they were amazed at the things being said 
of their son. As one continues to read through Luke, you'll see other scripture verses, and I can't help but mention these this morning, that will reference this amazement that not only Jesus had, but that others had who interacted and who, uh, who could testify to uh, his words and his ways. In Luke 4, they were amazed at his teaching, for his message was with authority. In Luke 11, he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man, he was mute, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. In Luke 20, they were unable to catch him in a saying in the presence of the people. And being amazed at his answer, they became silent. When we're truly in amazement, even those who like to talk a lot, you know, the preachers and others who like to talk a lot, there are some things that are so amazing that leave us speechless. Luke 24, but also some women among us amazed us. Uh, excuse me, but also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning. Jumping back to Matthew, we read, the men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? You know, as I think back on 2015 in the life of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, we have many things to stop and be amazed by. But before I share just a few of those things, I want to preface those things with this story. A little girl came home from church one Sunday and she asked her parents, she said, I'm confused. She said, the Sunday school teacher was talking about kindness. The preacher was talking about loving kindness. Is there any difference? And the parents were very wise, and they said, well, they said, kindness would be if you're hungry and we give you a piece of bread. Loving kindness would be if we put some peanut butter and jelly on that bread. And so I say all of that to say this. Boiling Springs Baptist Church has been an amazing part of putting peanut butter and jelly on the bread of multiple ministries. Ministries that happen here at this church, and ministries that happen around the globe. You have fed, I don't know how many people, I didn't ask the stats before today, Wesley or Ellen, but you have fed hundreds of people, hungry people, in Bowling Springs Baptist with the food pantry. We have people that come in each week, probably 20, 30 plus people each week who come in and receive a packet of food. You have given over, I would love to know over the last 10 or 20 or 50 years, the amount of money that you have given to state to home or North American and to international missions. You continue to be the peanut butter and jelly on the bread, again, of the ministries here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. The way that our giving is set up, um, a portion of our church's gifts that come in, a, a large percentage of that, is sent to different ministries. Some of the ministries that those gifts are sent to that's quite amazing in the ways that they help is, number one is Baptist Hospital, which helps families who cannot pay for life-saving surgeries. You also give money through your gifts to the Baptist Children's Homes, which we have uh, a group, large group coming in here, uh, coming to here to lead us in a service on January the 10th. But you've given gift cards and pillowcases. We've sent a group of GAs to the Broyhill Home. And you continue to support the Baptist Children's Homes through your gifts and your tithes as well. Baptist Retirement Homes and Homes for the Elderly who cannot pay for the care that they need. You support colleges, not only Gardner-Webb, but other colleges across the state. You support associational mission efforts uh, that provide opportunities for children, for youth, and for adults to go on mission trips. The youth, I know, have served homeless in Shelby this summer. The fact that we partner with other like-minded churches in these mission endeavors, and good, strong leaders are behind the reins of these ministries, amazing stories abound. If you were to talk to the leaders of these organizations, whether it's, through the, whether it's the missionaries that you support, whether it's the associational missions you're involved in, uh, whether it's the food pantry, if you talk to the individuals involved, whether it's the leaders or those benefiting from them, you would hear stories of life change. 
And I want you to know, as Boiling Springs Baptist Church, that I am amazed, as your pastor, uh, by your gifts, by your generosity, and by your heart and compassion for these people, not only through our food pantry and through other ministries here with the Broughton Dinner. Many of you hosted a, um, a uh, friend from Broughton there and supported them that evening. It was just, it's been wonderful as your new pastor to watch the many ways. I have been amazed about the many ways that you continue to give and the many ways that you continue to love people, not only here in this community, uh, but around the world as well. In our passage this morning, Luke 2, 25 and 26, the Spirit revealed to, to Simeon that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. Looking back at our text for today, Simeon's prayer reminds us that we too must embrace Christ in this life. The next time that we see each other as a congregation, it will be 2016. I want to encourage you to take some time this week to look back and reflect about the amazing things that God has done in 2015. My hope for 2016 is that this next year, as we look back, we will look back with even greater amazement about the ways that God has worked, not only in our own lives and within our families, but within this church. We'll be able to look and give testimony about the new people, the new faces that we've seen. We'll be able to give testimony about those who we've helped and those who we've helped disciple and grow in their faith, who have come to us first, maybe by the food pantry. We'll be able to give testimony about the children's ministry and the great things that are happening with Ellen and her leadership, uh, with new Alan Newcomb, our new youth minister. Be in prayer for him and for our church. He begins at 12 a.m. Uh, this week on January the 1st at a lock-in. I guess he'll be volunteering the first few hours. Um, but uh, be in prayer for our church, and that as we look back next year at this time in 2016, may we be truly amazed at what God has done and what he's continuing to do in this place. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for Simeon. We thank you for his life, his testimony. We thank you for Jesus and the wonderful gift that he is to each of us this morning and to our world. Help us to be faithful in living lives that identify, that communicate how amazing you are, God. How amazing your love is, how amazing your grace is. And Father, help us to, to, to give that testimony, not only through our words, but through our actions. As we close out 2015, and as we move forward in ministry and mission in 2016. Father, we love you. We are amazed by your love and your grace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to stand and sing a hymn many of you know. Some of you will not need your hymnal. But we're going to stand and sing Amazing Grace. Will you stand and join me?